0: Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Heart of Markness podcast. That's me. The Heart of Markness podcast is what you're listening to. I play Led Zeppelin stuff every Thursday or Led Zeppelin related stuff. And on the weekends, I am more a wild card because every weekend, the gems, J E M S archive group releases another tape by the world's greatest stealth taper, St. Mike Millard. And this week, they have released a Genesis show from 1980. And this one, I know very, very little Genesis, other than the stuff, the hits from the 80s when they were more a pop group. I mean, I know their history because I'm I'm a music nerd. And I know who did what, and I know the album names, but I I never got into genesis the prog band so i'm gonna play the songs i know and i'm gonna play a couple of the songs that i grabbed that seemed important but you can download this whole show at heartofmarkness.com if you're a big genesis fan and you're like screaming at yourself for going why the fuck did you play this when you could have played this because i don't know those songs my friend you can download the whole show and play whatever you want dress up like the Slipper Man and jump around and flounce around and play your flute and shave your head in the inverse mohawk and do all that stupid shit. Stupid, of course, being said with the most love and appreciation and respect. So, I apologize after insulting you. Um, I apologize to Genesis fans because I realize it's a huge body of work. And a huge range of music. And my ignorance is probably going to be similar to when I did the Rush show. And I'm not much of a Rush guy, although I did see them live. So, I mean, I stuck with the songs I knew, which are the hits. So, it's going to be one of those. But you'll still get to hear it. And there's a little bit of ambiguity with this show. Because it's listed on dime a dozen as a first-generation recording. In the in the show Notes, it's a first-generation tape. But the, the title and the folder name and the torrent name all say Mike Millard Master. So I don't know if this is a first-gen or a master. I'm going to treat it as a first-gen because that's what the notes say. The notes were written by the Gems Group, as was, I mean, the, the torrent title. But uh, it says right here, transfer Mike Millard, first generation cassettes to Nakamichi to this, to this, to this. So we're going to go with first generation. (sighs) Well, let's talk about this. This show was at the Roxy, which is a a club uh, seats about 500 people in West Hollywood, California. Genesis were huge at this point, not as huge as they were going to be in like two years. But they were still I mean, they played they played. You know, like the Forum and places like that. They would, and they played this club as, uh, you know, some bands like the Rolling Stones will throw in the occasional club gig. And Genesis threw in an occasional club gig at the Roxy. Mike Millard, loving Genesis, went, had great seats, and had an excellent capture for this show. And apparently the, the band themselves were manning the ticket window. Which is amazing, having Phil Collins and Mike Rutherford and Tony Banks. See, I know their names. I'm not, I'm not completely blind uh, and ignorant with Genesis. I, I just don't know their music. Like I don't know which one of the 8 million songs that I don't recognize is good. But um, let's say they played May 25th, 1980. And let me give you the track listing immediately. So that um, if you're a big Genesis head and you're like, oh, did they play, did they play? You'll know. So, they start with Deep in the motherload. then Dancing with the Moonlit Night, just the intro, intro, Carpet Crawlers, Squonk, One for the Vines, Story of Albert, Behind the Lines, Duchess, Guide Vocal, Turn It On Again, Duke's Travels, Say It's Alright Joe, The Lady Lies, Ripples, Misunderstanding, In the Cage, Colony of Slippermen, Afterglow, Follow You, Follow Me, Dance on a Volcano, A Drums Duet, Going into Los Endos, I Know What I Like, and Finishing Up with The Knife. It is excellent. The quality is excellent. The performance is excellent. It's, It's everything you want in a Mike Millard tape. It is beautiful. It is like you're it's like you're right there. And the performance is great. And I'm not going to be able to do this show justice because I am not a Genesis fan. So I am just going to simply present the songs that I know and that I hope you'll like. And you can listen to them. And if you are, I mean, it's it's for if you're a casual Genesis fan, like you're just my age and you grew up in the '80s, you're gonna know almost all the songs I play. I'm not gonna play anything. I mean, I'm playing every song that I recognize in this set list, and then a couple more. And I may not even include them all. We'll see. But you know, let's open with one that I didn't know, but is off. I think it's off. Oh, come on, man. Trick of the Tail. That's the one. It's off of Trick of the Tail, which came out in 1976, which I believe was the first album after Peter Gabriel left. And Steve Hackett was still with them playing guitar. So Mike Rutherford was still on bass. Whoa, who's texting me? Everybody's texting me. My goodness. Bitches be blowing up my phone. Well, Mark, are you popular with the ladies? I sure am. If by ladies you mean my daughter, my ex wife, and my friend, Uh, (laughs) I'm hella popular. All right, Trick of the Tail. Right. 1976 song. We're going to play Squonk. Squank. Squonk. And uh, I like it. Cool tune. I guess it was one of the songs from this album that everybody knows. Again, totally ignorant here, so forgive me. I'm not going to try and, you know, blow smoke up your ass and, and weave stories. I'm reading off of Wikipedia for what I do know. I did do quite a bit of reading. I wanted to get the flow of the um, the discography right, and I also wanted to see what shows, I, you know, what songs to listen to that I didn't recognize because I didn't listen to the whole show. And honestly, I'm not going to. Probably. But hopefully you will, if you're a Genesis, if you're a Genesis fan, if you're a Genesis fan, hopefully this is something that makes you go yay. So, speaking of going yay, let's go yay and play some squonk. Squonk. How do you pronounce it? Well, it's looks like it's squonk, which is a mythical creature that, when captured, dissolves into a puddle of tears. Nice. Alrighty, May 25th, 1980, Mike the Mike, and apparently, on some of these songs and between the songs, you can actually hear him uh, talking, which is nice. Alrighty, Squonk, here we go, y'all. Enjoy it, my friends.
1: Good evening! Yeah. All right. yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, we know everybody here queued up overnight to get to this, and we all love this. So. Well, Yes, we played here, I think, December 73. And we were such a big, big hit, they asked us back. So, so tonight, we're going to be playing for quite a while. With, uh, this is quite a quiet song, this
0: one. So sit down. I know I could have cut out you know that last minute and a half of applause and Phil Collins talking but a, I wanted to catch capture the, the um, atmosphere of the room because it is a small club where you could actually yell and be heard by the band and b because i figure if you're a genesis fan this is exciting and perhaps you had didn't have, you haven't heard this show before perhaps you're a genesis fan but you're not big into the live recordings and this is kind of a revelation or perhaps you just want to i don't know i I did it because it felt like it might make some people happy and it shouldn't piss anybody off. I mean, it's a free podcast. Why are you going to get pissed, huh? Yeah, why are you getting pissed? This is my house. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed it. That was cool. I mean, it sounded very much like Genesis, but the sound was amazing. And it's neat to hear that. Obviously. Big. Stadium rock you know, in in a small club and have them pull off the sound nicely. I guess, according to the Wikipedia article, um, or not, maybe it was the notes that came with the recording that Genesis would do small gigs here and there in the middle of their tours, like the Stones. So the roadies and the sound crew could scale down effectively and come up with a great sound system for a small club as well as something big like the LA Forum. And um, that's important, and that kind of explains why everything sounds so wonderful and balanced. Because you figure if you're like, if you've got the sound system set up, you know, for the LA Forum, and you have to play something that is, you know, 1% the size, it's going to be hard to scale that down when you're either playing directly through the amplifiers, which is not loud enough, and not mixable, But your PA system is 87 trillion watts, and would actually blow the windows out like an explosion were you to use it in a small place like that. Anyway, I don't know. Sorry, it's hot today, guys. It's like, how hot is it? How hot is it? Is it 100? It's supposed to be 100 today. And I'm upstairs in this old house. I have the AC going, which you could probably hear in the background, for which I apologize For any distraction, it gives it's 97 degrees outside. And it's going to be 99 in an hour. Oh, no, it's not. It's going to be 99 in seven minutes. Whew. All right. Good job, air conditioner. I turned it on first thing this morning when it was still cool out. So it wouldn't have to fight the heat. It was just able to uh, make a little bolus of cool air... ...that the heat is trying to encroach upon... ...and it's succeeding slowly... ...it's a war of attrition... ...but um, the sun will go down... ...before it gets very, very hot. All right. I know you were wondering... Wonder, ...what's the temperature there, Mark... ...in Portland, Oregon? Uh, that's why I listen to your podcast. It's not for the live music... ...from the awesome classic rock bands... ...that uh, changed the world. It's because I want to know more, more about you... ...the miscellaneous fuck that does this podcast. Well... Now you know. You know that it's 97 degrees outside, and it's 79 degrees in my room. Speaking of in your room, no. I made like 600 leaps in my head that you don't even know about. All right, the next song I'm going to play is Misunderstanding, which is off the Duke album, which is the tour they're doing uh, that Genesis is on during this. Now, here's the thing about Misunderstanding. Phil Collins, apparently, according to Wikipedia, and the band credit the Beach Boys and Sly and the Family Stone as an influence for this song. I say that's bullshit, and I have a couple reasons for that. First of all, the song, to me, is an obvious answer song, response song to Led Zeppelin's Fool in the Rain. Alright? Think about that for a minute. Put a pin in it. I'm about to substantiate that assertion. Okay? Okay? The weakest argument I have is that the Duke album was recorded at the Polar Studios in Sweden, the exact place where Led Zeppelin recorded, In Through the Outdoor, and the album was recorded exactly a year, I mean exactly by the month. In Through the Outdoor was recorded November-December 1978. Duke was recorded, same studios, November-December 1979. Phil Collins, friends with Robert Plant. Friends with the band, actually and okay that's my first little thread sorry I keep getting texts I turn the announcement off but I just have to glance you know in a Pavlovian manner when the text alert goes off because it's like what if it's my kid and she's dying and it's not (sighs) goodness gracious how do you guys put up with me misunderstanding there it is here's the page they said, according to Collins, the song was modeled after the Beach Boys' Sail on Sailor, Sly and the Family Stone's Hot Fun in the Summertime, and Toto's Hold the Line. Kind of. I mean, in that, in that, the chord progression. But here's the thing the theme, waiting in the rain for a, your lover, your partner that never showed up and let you down. What is Fool in the Rain? Waiting in the rain for your partner and you realize you're on the wrong block. Phil Collins is singing this song from the perspective of the person that Robert Plant is supposed to meet in In Through the Outdoor, in Fool in the Rain. Okay, now that's a stretch, I get it, but here is the last piece. The chord progression is virtually identical to Fool in the Rain, but played at halftime. It's not played with that batucada beat, bom 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 bom, okay. But it is the same chord progression. Instead of bom 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 bom, it's bom 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 bom, bom 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 bom. I think it's solid. I think it's real, and once you hear it, and just just look at it, and you're like, Now, Mark, is this one of these crazy cannabis-enthused deliriums that, uh, like when you postulated that Neil Young was the most prolific serial killer in history and would brag about it in his songs? No. No, no. I'm completely sober in this moment. (laughs) And um, I've had this position for years and years and years. I just haven't had a podcast You know, I haven't had the situation come up where I could actually articulate it. But the people to whom I I articulate this theory universally agree. And it's a holy shit thing. So when you listen to Misunderstanding, listen to it from the point of view of the woman, assuming it's a woman, that Robert Plant was running to meet in Fool in the Rain. And he was on the wrong corner because he's a fucking idiot. And it all falls into place. It is rock solid. I rest my case. Court is adjourned. Go to bed. All right. Rant over. Now let's listen to misunderstanding. You can judge for yourself exactly how right I am. Thank you. There you go. I hope you agree. Now yes, I know that at the end of the song he drives around the, to the woman's house and he was leaving. The, the other guy that she was banging. Irregardless. <laughs> I stick with my assertion. It is solid. It is Illuminati level shit and I expect a black van to pull up and take me away forever. Any moment. Keep the spirit alive, friends. Okay. Let's go with another song. But you know that song. That wasn't like Squonk, where you never heard that on the radio. All right. Let's go with a bunch of the songs that you would already know if you were a casual Genesis fan like yours truly. Although I'm not a Genesis fan, I was just subjected to Genesis in the 80s against my will. All right. Let's do... Follow... No. Turn it on... Turn it on, turn it on again Alright, there you go, here comes the next song Guess what it is? Turn it on It's weird hearing a song that is obviously, obviously a stadium arena band song in a club, but they pulled it off. It's good. I, I like it. I'm sorry. I am distracted today. I'm doing this podcast. Out of a sense of obligation because it's like a Saturday I do the podcast. Not because it's like, I am so jazzed and energized to do this, and oh boy am I enthused. I'm not not enthused. It's just, this is more like, oh I gotta take the trash out, it's trash night. Are you saying garbage is trash? Are you saying we're trash, Mark? Are you saying your podcast is trash? No. I'm saying I used a simile to compare this podcast, which... To you is probably a joy, like manna from heaven, the high-water mark of your life, I assume. And for me, is fun. I enjoy it. It is kind of the high-water mark of my life, in a way. However, the recording of this specific podcast at this specific time, in this specific circumstance, where the temperature of my room has already gone up 3 degrees. On a Saturday, after I had a very... Relaxing and enjoyable Friday evening involving video games and things. Um, stayed up real late, got up real early, and uh, it's one of those things where I woke up this morning I was like, huh. I should feel terrible. I feel fine. <sighs> Anywho. It's just because I don't know, I mean, it's Genesis, so I'm doing this like, here's some Genesis, maybe you guys will like it. And me, I I hear it and go, yeah, that's Genesis yeah, there. They're playing it well. But it's not like, oh my God, I am now alive for the first time in my life. Alrighty, enough of that. Let's go with follow you and you follow me, which is the next one I'm going to play for you. Follow you, follow me. Is that also on Duke? I think it might be. Did I close Duke? I did close Duke. By which I mean I closed the tab that had Duke. But I can reopen it because I have the power. Uh, I don't see follow you follow me on it. Huh, where'd it come from then? Interesting, interesting, interesting. Abacab? Abacab wasn't out yet. Oh, nope. Okay, it must be pre-Duke. Let's go back. Let's do this together because nothing's more fun than listening to somebody look something up online da 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 follow you, follow me is of course from the album that preceded Duke and came out in march of seventy eight entitled and then there were three after Steve Hackett bounced from Genesis. And there were just three. And that's when Mike Rutherford went from I'm the bass player to from, for Genesis to I'm the guitarist for Genesis. I like it. I like it. And you're going to like it too. So let's listen to it. Again, this is May 25th, 1980 at the Roxy in West Hollywood. It's either a Mike Millard master recording or a Mike Millard first generation. We are not quite sure. But we are sure that it sounds great and you should enjoy it. You will enjoy it. Here you go. Oh, this shark has such teeth, dear. And he keeps them a pearly white. That's a hint. <clears throat> okay, we got that song off, to, uh, off of, and then there were three. And now, for the very last song, I'm gonna. But first, you can follow me on Twitter at Heart of Markness. I have a Facebook group, also called Heart of Markness. You can join it. There's lots and lots of people there. Everybody's really nice. It exists, and you should be part of it. I also have a website, heartofmarkness.com, which is where you're going to be able to find this entire show. Uh, The concert, not the podcast, although you can find the podcast there too, but you don't need to find the podcast because you're listening to the podcast now, which means you've already found it. Congratulations, you're halfway there. But if you go to Heart of Markness, you can find the shows that I cover in the podcast. Where applicable, Occasionally, I can't share them or I don't share them. But this time, I will share it. So you go to Heart of Markness, get this entire concert at the Roxy, including all the songs I didn't play, and you can jump around and dance to your heart's content, my friend. Now, I gave you a clue as to what the last song is going to be, and it is the last song they played at the show. Uh, apparently it was an encore. I'm assuming it was an encore. And it's The Knife. Which is off of... I think it's off of Trespass. 1970 album. Like, before there was even Phil Collins. And before there was even... um, uh, What's his name? Shit. The dude that played guitar. Hackett. Steve Hackett. Jesus, that's crazy. Yeah, The Knife. Uh, came out in, I think, 1970? Let's scroll up and I'll tell you. Why it did come out in 1970. It was, I think, their second album. And it was before Phil Collins, before Steve Hackett, when it was Peter Gabriel, Anthony Phillips, Tony Banks, Mike Rutherford, and John Mayhew, who later gained fame as the actor who played Chewbacca in the Star Wars movies. That's not true. That was Peter Mayhew. Amy, if you heard that, I hope you're laughing. Alrighty. Oh, last thing, before we get to that last song... You bastards. You bastards. Ah! Uh, if you like what I do and you want to support my doing of it, you are welcome to become a patron of mine on Patreon and materially support the podcast, help pay for the hosting on SoundCloud, the cloud server where I host the shows that you can download for free, the website itself, etc., and keep me alive in these uncertain times. Now, times are uncertain, so if you can't swing it, no worries. If you don't want to swing it, no worries. This is a free podcast, first and foremost. Um, Another way that you can legitimately materially help me and help the show is to leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If it's Podbean, if it's Stitcher, if it's iTunes, if it's whatever the hell Google people listen to, just drop a, a review in there. It, it is a little bit of a pain in the ass. I mean, it, it takes a couple minutes of your time. But it's one of those things where, you know, if you listen to other podcasts, they're like, it really helps the algorithm, guys. Because it really helps the algorithm, guys. It helps people when they search for Led Zeppelin. I show up, which is funny because like a year ago, I didn't. Well, I showed up on like page 50 after, you know, this American something. Or or NPR shows and Ari Shafir on the crisis in Beirut where he mentions Led Zeppelin so it lists higher than me. Now I at least am in the first handful of podcasts when people search podcasts for Led Zeppelin, which makes me happy. But I want to be hired, damn it. So uh, if you want to leave a review, that would be greatly appreciated. If you are fine with kicking a tip, my cash app tag, my cash tag for the cash app is dollar sign heart of Markness. Or you can just listen and that's cool too. Uh, if you listen and tell people about it, that is materially great. All right, you know how podcasts go. And now a word from me, Undies. No, Casper. No, Audible. No. Let's just go with the knife. Shall we? The knife. The closer for this showser in May of 1980 at the Roxy, taped by Saint Mike Millard, either a first gen or a master. In any case, it's exquisite, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed presenting it to you. Mark, you already said you didn't enjoy it. You felt like it was an obligation and a chore. So, what? (laughs) Enjoy, friends. Here you go. The knife! This is for you! Phil Collins loves everybody in that crowd. So if Jeffrey Dahmer was in that crowd, Phil Collins just said, I love you, Jeffrey Dahmer. So let's close on that. Phil Collins loves Jeffrey Dahmer. Thank you for listening, friends. I hope you enjoyed it. As I said, you'll be able to find this, if not right now, then soon on heartofmarkness.com and you can download the whole show and enjoy it yourself. I apologize. I wasn't more ebullient and upbeat during this. But like I said, Genesis isn't my thing, and I don't know it, so it was more presenting it than experiencing it with you. So some of them are going to be like that because, like I said, look, with the Rush show or with the Black Sabbath one I did, things that aren't in my wheelhouse, but I know are still important and still good, I'll present them, but it'll be more as a uh, like a Bill Moyer's character in uh, 1980. The band Genesis played a small club in Hollywood, California called the Roxy to show their fans that they appreciate them for bringing them to the rock star status for which they are known today. You know, as opposed to Led Zeppelin, this show is fucking great. You know what happened? Jimmy twisted it twisted his ankle that morning. So, what happened because he was standing in a slightly different pose, it put a little strain on his elbow, which is why he is playing the song like this, rather than the way he normally plays it, so here you go. That's something I'm passionate about. Genesis is like, oh, I know that band. They existed when I existed. Ha! Alrighty. It is now 83 degrees in here. It's okay, it's 100 outside. I will survive this. I will survive! Alright, I may do another one of these this weekend. Unlikely. Um, or I may play Skyrim and play Skyrim. It's the weekend. What else does a middle-aged divorced man do? Well, (laughs) I'll do that too. But, uh, in between rounds of that, I will play Skyrim. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. And I will see you shortly.